Welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast, episode number 253. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast, episode number 253. My name is Brendan Lowe, creator and founder of Jazz Piano School. In this particular episode, Sterling is going to be teaching us some simple and effective strategies to gain more control over our left hand. Now, a lot of times when we're playing, our left hand is kind of just doing its own thing. We don't really know what it's doing. We're not paying attention to it. It's kind of just there and it may catch some voicings. It may not. But obviously, most of the time, our focus is on our right hand. And I'm also at fault for doing this as well. I mean, I can definitely let my left hand go and not really pay attention to it. It kind of gets on autopilot. And by the time you know it, I don't really know what voicings I've played, nor have I put any thought into them. And our left hand, the voicings it plays, it, it can be very, very elevating, right? For the sound that we're looking for. Obviously, our comping patterns, it can kind of do a call and response thing with our right hand. It's very, very... Um, responsible for a lot of voicings and sounds that we get out of our playing, especially while we're improvising, right? If your left hand plays an altered chord over a D7, that's going to be a completely different sound than playing a sus chord over a D7 or a flat 9, flat 13 over a D7 or just a neutral D7 rootless voicing with natural 13, natural 9. All those three different sounds are completely unique, and your left hand has control over all of that. So needless to say, your left hand is a very, very, very important part of the puzzle of making your playing sound great and elevating the way your right hand sounds as well. Because have you ever tried soloing with just your right hand alone? Like your left hand's not playing. It sounds, it can sound great, but it sounds kind of thin, right? There's no support. And so that's exactly what your left hand does. Is it provides a lot of support, a nice blanket, a nice underlying texture for your right hand to play over top of and obviously kind of ring out and sing out as it's improvising. So uh, not much new news happening right now. Sterling's been delivering some amazing education uh, with his last episode and this episode. And um, I've been kind of traveling. I've been pretty busy with a lot of different things. That's why I haven't heard from me for my podcast. But we are working on really updating the members area of Jazz Piano School. We're going to be releasing a lot of new content and engaging activities for the members. So if you're a member, go to jazzpianoschool.com. Excuse me. If you're a member, you don't need to go to jazzpianoschool.com. But just stay tuned for all the new engaging activities. Accountability is the biggest thing. I mean, it's the biggest thing about not making progress that I see. And no matter how much information I put into Jazz Piano School, and you know, eight years ago when I started, obviously I didn't have that much. And now after eight years, it's there's like thousands of videos. I mean, there's so much information, but none of that matters. And I think I've realized this over the years and it's really, I mean, it's always sunk in, but I'm like, man, I, I need to do something. I need to do something big about this. None of it matters without accountability. 
if you are learning all the education but not taking action to practice it, it's really not going to translate much into your own playing. And I realized this, you know? And so Sterling and I and my team were working on creating really uh, amazing accountability activities, engaging ways to work with us, myself, Sterling. And that way we can help be here more and, and, and provide accountability for you to practice and work towards goals and things like that. Again, otherwise, it just really doesn't lead to much if you're not if you're not working at practicing and working at the things that are there. I mean, you can learn all you want. You can read and learn all the information, but if you can't play it, it's not going to be it's not going to be fun. It's not really worth it, right? So that's what we're kind of working on right now in the background while we're just releasing content steadily, helping you guys out. Obviously, we'll always continue our free education through the podcast, through other modalities of Jazz Piano School. Um, but, uh, that's kind of what we're working on in the background. There's kind of a, a, not, not really a lull, but you know, we're just taking some time, uh, to really kind of hone in on this, this aspect. And again, if you're not a member of jazz piano school, feel free to go to jazzpianoschool.com and uh, check out our membership. But this podcast is going to be really, really awesome. Sterling's an amazing, amazing pianist. You just get getting better every single day. Uh, obviously getting his master's at Manhattan School of Music. If you're in New York City, you can go check him out playing with the Manhattan School Jazz Band. Say hi. And yeah, I think that's it. So with that being said, I'm going to let Sterling take over and uh, teach you about making friends with your left hand. Here we go. Hey everybody, it's Sterling here with another podcast for JPS. Today I'm showing you how to make friends with your left hand. Uh, a lot of students come to me and they're frustrated because, you know, when we're playing piano, we're doing two things at once. And especially when it comes to improvising, it can be really challenging to maintain that freedom in your right hand when your left hand might be holding you back or bogging you down a little bit. So today I'm going to show you three easy steps that you can use to gain a little more freedom um, in your left and right hand uh, balance and independence. So the first thing that I recommend is practicing the hands separately. So what we're going to use today is a standard by Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn, Take the A Train. And step one is just going to be playing the right hand by itself. And it might seem a little basic, but uh, it's very important to just get this step down and then we'll move on. So here we go, we're playing the melody, starting on a G. Little fun fact here, the note uh, close to the end of that phrase, you might have heard a D flat. Uh, a lot of times people play a D natural, but it's actually originally a D flat. So something to keep in mind. Um, so we played the first A section of that head um, by itself in the right hand. And if we went on to the bridge, uh, the next eight bars is at the last eight bars. So now that we've got the melody down in the right hand, 
we can talk about what we're going to be doing in the left hand. So to really gain mastery over playing these hands together, um, we want to just really get solidified what we're playing in our left hand. Um, and if you're a more advanced player, uh, you can vary things up and we'll talk about some rootless voicings that you can use. Uh, but for now, we're going to start with some rooted voicings. Uh, I'm going to play a C6 for the first chord. Second chord is D7 with a flat 5. These are all in root position. D minor 7, G7, C major 7. So those are the first chords for the eight bars uh, of Take the A Train. And what we want to do is really get these in rhythm. So I'm going to put my metronome on. Let's see. Let's do this at about, let's, let's do it a little quicker, maybe about one, 140, I'll have my metronome on. So we want to practice comping our left hand with these chords in tempo. That's a very important step. Always practice in tempo. Here we go. One, two, a one, two, three, four. So that's the first eight bars of A Train. Um, some people might have trouble keeping track with the form, and one thing that I recommend is always singing in your head or, or even singing out loud the melody. So I'll sing it out loud this time. One, two, a one, two, So singing is a great way to help yourself know where you are in the form. And also, you'll notice that I was doing two things at once. I might not have been using both hands, but I was using my left hand to play the chords. And I was singing, um, which added an, an element of uh, you know, complexity uh, to that process. So if you can sing and play with your left hand, then you're developing the ability to play with both hands. So last but not least, the third step is going to be bringing it all together. We're going to take the left hand uh, rhythms that we played and just add the right, just how we sang it. And early on, it can be important to just use similar rhythms. Um, and as you get more comfortable, you can start to change it up a little bit. So I'm going to play close to the same rhythms that I did in step two. So I'm going to get my metronome going again. We're playing... Uh, the first eight bars of Take the Eight Train. One, two, a one, two, three. Okay, so we just went through the first three steps to getting these two hands going. Uh, we used some root voicings. 
um, some root position voicings and got the first eight bars down. So you can continue this process with the rest of the tune going through the next eight bars, then the bridge, and then the final A section, the last eight bars, and you'll have the whole tune down, being able to play the melody with chords. So that's gonna be really important to getting you ready to improvise on this tune, because your left hand will have a better idea of how to accompany the right, and you can even reuse some of those rhythms from the melody when you go to improvise. So, just as we talked about step one, uh, practicing the right hand by itself, um, we're going to practice improvising the right hand by itself too. So now I'm going to grab my play along, and we're going to do a couple choruses of Take the A Train, improvising with just the right hand. Especially if you're a beginning improviser, I would definitely recommend playing with just the right hand by itself as much as you can when you practice because it'll allow you to focus solely on the right hand before you start to incorporate the left. So let's try a couple choruses of this. We're at 140 BPM. Here we go. So just a little right hand for you. I'll try one chorus. Here we go. One, two, three, four. So that's what one chorus of right hand would sound like. You know, I wasn't playing any left hand, didn't need to get distracted by that. So that's like the ideal scenario, right? Well, now we're going to start to add in a little bit of left hand, and uh, we're going to take a more advanced route and use some rootless voicings. So let's see what those rootless voicings would look like. I like to practice rootless voicings by uh, playing the roots in my left hand. Uh, and the rootless voicings in my right. So I'm going to play a C6-9. A D9 with a flat 5. D minor 9. G13. C major 9. So those are the chords that I'm going to use for the first A section. If I played the melody with those chords, it would sound like this. One, two, three, four.
So that's how I would approach using rootless voicings uh, for that. So we did step one, uh, playing the melody by itself. Step two, playing the chords by itself. And step three, we put it all together. So just to reiterate, it's very important that you practice these steps independently of one another. Um, I would recommend uh, playing a whole chorus of just left hand by itself. Um, comping, you know, just to get a sense of how those voicings feel and to practice uh, them in succession, you know, practice them in a row so that they get sort of automatic. Really the key to developing um, your, your ability to play the left hand and, and really make friends with it is to just do it over and over again until you don't have to think about it anymore. So in the spirit of that, I'm gonna play one more chorus of just left hand by itself. And then I'm gonna add in the right on the second chorus. So here's two choruses of A train, one with the left hand just by itself, and then we're gonna pull it all together. One, two, three, four. Okay, here's some right hand. some ideas for you all on how you can make friends with your left hand. Uh, I hope you find that helpful and you can use this you know over any tunes that you're practicing. Uh, you can also practice it at a variety of tempos especially when you get up to faster tempos. It's a great thing to practice really getting that left hand solid so you can just forget about it and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll have a much better time and be on your way to getting more closer towards jazz piano freedom. All right we'll see you next time.